Have you ever felt it? That excitement, that hum that reaches into the very base of your stomach and makes your whole body feel alive? Well, your life can feel like that. Each week, I'll be sharing ways your personal wellness journey can lead you to a life that literally makes you hum. We'll be diving into all things nutrition, mindset, connection, spirituality and relationships to encourage you to be courageous and brave with your life and most importantly, unashamedly you. Together, let's find your hum. Welcome back to Find Your Hum. This is episode 47 and I am your host, Kirsty. Been a little while since we've had an episode, but so glad to be back behind the mic. Now, before I start, I would like to pay my respects to the traditional custodians of this land, the Darkinjong people on which this podcast is recorded. And I would like to extend that gratitude and thanks to elders past, present and emerging. Now, kicking off this season of Find Your Hum, I have an announcement. I've decided to have a baby. And whilst you might be thinking, that's not really a big deal, Kirsty. People decide to have babies all the time. Now, for those of you who know me, know that I am, in fact, single. Very single. So this wasn't a decision that came easily or lightly. Even if you don't plan on having a baby or are done with having babies or babies are so far off in your future, you're probably not even thinking this is relevant, I really would still encourage you to listen to this one. Sure, it's about my decision to have a baby. But more than that, it's about the process, the ups and downs that big decisions have on our mental state. And we have all had to make big decisions, and we will likely have to make them in the future. So as always, I hope by sharing this with you, you can take something to apply to your own life to help it be a little bit more sparkly and, of course, help you find your hum. I recorded this episode back in May, so it's about four to six weeks old. I thought I was ready to release it then. Turns out I wasn't, so now I definitely feel more comfortable in doing it. I actually feel a little bit more stable with the emotional front, which is why I am more than happy to share this process and this decision with you now. And this will basically be what I do over the next coming months of whatever that will look like is that I will more like more than not likely record an episode and then release it when my emotions on the topic have become at a nice, stable, calm level. So yeah. If you guys need support in anything that I've spoken about, I am also in a place to be able to give that to you. Also, if you are loving this episode or this podcast in general, please share this with someone you know. Recording this and helping others is one of the ways that I find my hum. There is so much I wish I knew about my body, about my health, about my relationships. That is why I am so, so passionate about sharing this with as many people as possible. So if you could do that for me, that would be amazing. I have made what many people would consider a big decision at the end of last year. For me, however, it was the only option I had left. I decided to head down the path of having a baby. Yep, doing it solo, by myself, through IVF, with donor sperm. And whilst it may not have been the only decision... The alternative was to not try to become a mum. 
So let's talk a little bit about what the wild up and downs that has been the mental roller coaster that I've gone through to get to where I am now, shall we? There are a few places I could start, but I've chosen June 2019 as the pivotal point in this story. In June 2019, my then partner and I broke up. Together, we had dreams of a family and had even fallen pregnant in late 2018. That pregnancy ended in loss, but certainly cemented for me that I did in fact want to become a mum and have a family. The breakup of this relationship came with a very real loss of the family that I had wanted. I was approaching 37 and knew that the time was definitely ticking in the biological department. I had looked into the possibility of doing the baby thing solo back then. It was so very cost prohibitive for a person that was just finishing her degree with a part-time job and no real idea of what the future looked like. I was still also very deep in the idea of having a family, of having a man to support me, to support our baby. It wasn't something that I was ready to give up on. At the end of 2019, I packed up my life in Australia and escaped to England. I use the word escape very deliberately. The struggle of the grief that I was feeling was so very real. Plans for the future I'd visioned for myself were gone, and here I was, 37, and very much feeling like I was starting all over again. And this wasn't the first time. England allowed me a lot of thinking and processing time. And I mean a lot. We all know what 2020 brought us, and I really did think that the whole world stopped to make me stop, to make me be, to make me feel. England turned into an adventure of a different kind. Between allowing myself to grieve the life I wouldn't have, to riding the roller coaster of not being able to get home, it really did bring me to a place of trust and surrender. I don't use those words lightly, and I don't use them to appear relevant or on a higher spiritual level. Trust and surrender are two things that have not come easy to me. Not trust in others, but trust in myself and trust for myself. Trust to surrender rather than to push through and push away. I very much had to learn how to provide myself with all the emotional support I needed. Sure, I had an amazing family and friends supporting me, but there was no one I knew that could understand what those two years were really like. And just to make sure I really knew how to be with myself and trust things were going to be okay, I arrived back into Australia, into New South Wales, into Greater Sydney, in just in time for their months of intense lockdowns. Like I said, I have had a lot of processing time and being with myself. Now that has all gotten me to a place of what will be, will be. So if I was meant to have a child, I would find a man. But I was also very aware that I was now 39 and was pretty sure that ship had sailed for me. It was soon becoming clear that the guy was not coming. I was back where I was in 2019. Do I do this myself? Oh, the back and throw that I have had with myself, with my friends and with my family. This was a dream I wanted for such a long time. A dream I really didn't think wasn't ever going to be a possibility for me. So many people tell you to chase your dreams, to never give up. If you want it, you can get it. Honestly, there are industries built on this very notion. Companies selling this ideal. 
more quotes than you can imagine on Instagram about this idea. And to that, I call bullshit. Every day now, for years, in fact, the best part of 10 years, I have grappled with the wanting and yearning for two things that no matter what I do, I am completely not in control of the outcome. Finding a man who I can spend my life with and having a baby. Well, really, having a family. Every day I wake up with neither of those things. Every day I move through life with a smile on my face, portraying a person who is so filled with happiness and light. And this isn't fake. There is a lot I absolutely love about my life. But sitting there, not too far below the surface, is the wanting. This grief. The grief of missing something you never had. But I can try to have at least some of that come true for me, which is why I decided to head down the IVF path. Not that this is a guarantee either. I am very realistic. I am 40 years old, in fact, closer to 41. The possibility that this is not going to work has not escaped me. The decision hasn't been made lightly. There is a road ahead that lies with who knows what, and it does scare the shit out of me. Every time I think about it, I get overwhelmed with tears and excitement. This is also the very combination of things that allow me to know that this is the right decision for me. I made a promise to myself. I would just keep taking a step, re-evaluating, taking another, re-evaluate. If each time I took a step, it was possible for me to take another, I would. If it still felt right to take that step, I would. And so far, the steps have felt right, including sharing this with you. So what have some of those steps been? I did my own pre-pregnancy blood test to see where my hormones were at. The status of some important nutrients and some general health markers. They all looked pretty good. Some small tweaking needed to be done, but good. I got a referral for the IVF specialist. And even just picking who to go with was a lot. I am so very lucky. I have a close friend who knows what to say and what questions to ask when I am doubting myself or overwhelmed with decisions. She has helped me a lot during this process. When I rang to make that first appointment, I was told there was no sperm for use in New South Wales. And New South Wales was getting sperm donations flown in from Europe. When she said this, I immediately went to the possibility of having a little Spanish or Viking baby. You may be wondering how this is even possible. And there are actually a few reasons that this is happening. One, COVID, for a long time, people weren't allowed to go into clinics to give their sperm donations. The other and probably more major one, there is now mandatory recording of a donor on a register, which means anyone who makes a donation needs to provide details so that the donor child can contact them after the age of 18 if they wish so. This has meant that many people who would have donated before are now not donating. And to be honest, I do understand this. What was once an anonymous donation now comes with the possibility of some very emotional strings attached. So my excitement of a little Viking was quickly squashed when I saw the cost of having sperm imported, somewhere in the vicinity of fifteen dollars to $16,000. 
And that's before any cost of the actual IVF. It certainly made me take a pause. A very long pause. When hurdles like this are presented to me, I always think, are you trying to show me that this isn't for me? Or are you testing how much I really want this? It didn't escape me that I was in the very privileged position to even be able to consider this as an option. For many people, this cost would be an absolute end to their journey. Whilst I was processing this step, it occurred to me that just six years earlier, I had decided to do my health science degree at a cost of around $45,000 because it was something that I actually had an interest in pursuing. How was this any different? Sure, that 45 k does sit with the government whilst I'm paying it off, but I was willing to go into $45,000 worth of debt for a degree. If I wanted a baby, how is this any different? So off to the specialist I went earlier in the year. More good news on the health front. I have a great number of eggs left, above average actually, and anyone who knows me knows that this certainly made my ego feel good to be above average. Nothing physically was happening that would prevent me from carrying, and the psychological appointment also went well. There has been a small delay in the process up until now. The donor I liked wasn't available for release until May. They needed to quarantine the donation for three months to ensure no infections like HIV exist. And whilst many people think you probably have a lot of donors to choose from, I have had three over the past three months. This is because donations for the European Sperm Bank, which is the bank that New South Wales is using to import sperm, still must meet all the requirements that New South Wales have. Like no payment is to be given for the donation and donors in Europe can be paid for their donations and they must also agree to be put on the register. If anyone knows anything about my life, it's that things generally don't go smoothly or conventionally. So of course it makes perfect sense that my path to potential motherhood is not going to be smooth or conventional either. So whether or not you believe in this stuff or not, but during the new moon eclipse in Scorpio, in my fourth house of family, last year, I booked that first round of bloods to start this journey. And at the full moon eclipse in Scorpio this year, I have sent off payment for my donor sperm. Whilst this is not the completion of my journey, it certainly rounds out the beginning part nicely. I plan on sharing my IVF journey with you all. Whether that is in real time or on delay, I am not sure yet. There will be a lot of emotional processing. So it's quite possible that you may get a bit of both. My primary focus will be on my emotional and mental health, very closely followed by hoping that through sharing this, I am able to help someone else, whether it be in their own fertility journey or empowering you to trust, surrender and take the next step in whatever is happening for you in this moment. Most of all, I hope it encourages you to be brave and courageous with your life. And of course, if babies are closely in your future and you would like any help and support through your pre-pregnancy, pregnancy or postpartum, please reach out. There is so much you can do to help prepare your body and yourself for what should be the most wonderful process into motherhood. 
Cheers for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Hum. Don't forget to subscribe. Oh, and tell your mates about it.